What lessons can we learn today from King Rehoboam's disregard for the people of Israel? Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will address this question in today's broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub. The congregation at Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, hopes you have been enjoying these Through the Bible sermons in Pastor's series on Heavenly Authority. The current sermon is taken from 1 Kings chapter 12, where Rehoboam follows the foolish advice of his young friends and mocks the petitions of the Israelites to lighten the burdensome service which Rehoboam's father, King Solomon, had placed on them. As a result, Rehoboam would preside over the division of the kingdom, losing ten of the twelve tribes because of his proclamation that he would make the yoke even heavier. In this sermon, Pastor Greg was applying the warning from this account to church leadership today. And when we left off, he was discussing the many busy church activities that can become an impossible burden detracting and obscuring the truth of our gospel calling. Before we return to the sermon, let me tell you about our church website at www.shiarjashub.org. I believe you will find that it is a great aid for serious study of God's Word, and I hope you will visit it today. Here now is Pastor Greg Scalzo. And we can do the same things without rituals that an old-time, traditional, orthodox, Catholic church can do with rituals. It just doesn't look the same. But it takes the people away from the purity and the importance of the gospel and can move us into having to do stuff. You don't like the word stuff, but I can't think of a better word here. Stuff. Whatever the stuff is, you fill in the blanks. If you've been around Christianity, for a while, you know there is stuff. There's always some type of stuff, right? Doing stuff that takes away from the importance of what we have to do. There is a burden we have, but it's easy and it's light and it's doable. The commandments of God are doable in the Holy Spirit. But, you know, you could be made to feel guilty very easily by a Rehoboam. Don't uh, misunderstand what I'm saying. Church activities can be educational. Church activities can be strengthening. Church activities can be good. I'm not taken away from the different activities. They may have a role. They have a function. They can provide the additional fellowship that some people who have no families, no support, they need a little extra time together with believers more than just on a Sunday. But too often, they become another requirement. That's what I'm speaking about, mandated requirements that take away precious time. And you know, you know, that time is being sucked away like a vacuum from the American families, Christian and non-Christian today, that people just don't have time to be together, that more than two-thirds of the women are in the workplace. You go back to 1970, most of the moms were home. Now today, most women have to work just for the family to survive. People are working hours where a man could work nine to five back in the 50s, and support a family and buy a house and come home and they would have Saturday and Sunday together 
and they would be together as a family. They'd eat dinner together. Now they have to stay at the job, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, get in a car, drive an hour and a half to get home because you can't always find the job right nearby to you. The kids are in school longer and longer, after school activities away from the family. Families are becoming strangers. The time they have together is being taken away by the world. And then if you're a born-again Christian and a church places mandated requirements upon you other than what God obviously wants you to keep the Sabbath, it could be such an overwhelming burden. What's being done to our society today, Christian and non-Christian, we will pay the price someday for what is happening because of misdirected priorities and young people growing up without parents, without the parents being the most important influence upon that child's life. It's all too easy to be carried away in some minister's fleshly endeavor to increase his importance to his denomination. And it's all too easy to have the life just taken out of our families, our contacts, the people we should be witnessing to because some burden has been placed upon us to do something which may have some good intentions in it, but it's gone from being a free will offering to a burden that binds and puts us into a yoke of slavery. Everyone, and brothers and sisters need to hear this, everyone has a ministry. Everyone has a calling from the Holy Spirit. There's something that each of us, the Lord wants us to do. He doesn't light a lamp and put it under a bushel. You find that calling. You find what the Lord wants you to do. You should assemble together on Sunday. And you should do that which God has told you specifically, this is an area I want you to do for me. But beyond that, you cannot and should not be made to feel guilty for the Lord's yoke. The Lord's yoke is easy and his burden is light. Rehoboam's nature is that others are there merely to serve him. That's part of his nature. And the responsibility falls on everyone else. That's Rehoboam, right? And not lifting one finger to help, like the Pharisees, right? He could have made it easier on the people. The kingdom would have stayed united. Not one finger, not one inch to help. Sometimes some modern pastors are like Rehoboam. Now, I've discussed very briefly how inappropriate that Rehoboam attitude is for leadership. And you probably all know of other examples that you can add to it. But that sinful attitude is not exclusive to those in leadership. It's a very human, carnal, worldly mentality. Others are there to serve me, and I have no responsibility at all. That's the Rehoboam mentality, and it's not just those in leadership that can have it. Many people have that attitude, and it infects all people in all types of interactions from families and family situations. There are those that will say, well, others are there to serve me, and I have no responsibility at all. How does that make the family situation? In marriages, sometimes one person in marriage will have the attitude, well, you're there to serve me, and I have no responsibility at all. In jobs, I'm sure we've all been in job situations where people 
who've had the attitude, you're all there to do the work and I have no responsibility at all. And there are certain people that go about diligently, guilt-ridden, always trying to do, and others that are always trying to put that burden upon them to do and saying, I have no responsibility at all. Not picking up a finger to try to relieve the burden. And oftentimes in churches today, it can work in reverse from what we discussed with the Rehoboam attitude. Sometimes the people in the pews can have the Rehoboam mindset. Sometimes the people can say, well, the minister is there to serve me, and I have no responsibility at all. It's not my responsibility to do this or to do that, because that's his job. He's there to do it. And you see the reverse also in churches. Uh, according to Focus on the Family, the divorce rate among ministers is enormous, because many times the wives are there, and it's just service, 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 and no burden being lifted, and they can't take it anymore. And their families fall apart. You can have the guy who parades around and orders the people about and gets called great teacher, great pastor, and everyone hops, and he uses the people. And you can have a reverse situation where the people just feel that the minister or the elder that's there is just there to serve them and place burden upon burden upon him because it's human nature. People, apart from the Lord can place great burdens upon others and say, I have, like Rehoboam, no responsibility to do anything at all myself. I remember early on when it became clear that Patty and I were to do ministry work many, many years ago, how we had several believers tell us that the Lord wanted us to do this if we ignored it and didn't take it upon us, with, you know, how we would be in danger of not listening to the Lord. And they were right. If the Lord calls you to do something, you have to do it. But it always amazed us that in several cases, while they were very quick to tell us what we had to do, and they would receive revelation from the Lord, they never felt it upon themselves to lift even a finger. And some of them had the ability really to lift a finger and help and make the burden lighter, make it easier, have things go in a smoother way. But it was always external. This is what God has for you. And you have to wonder, but does God have anything for you? The Rehoboam attitude is one that you can see across all groups in many different situations, placing the burden on everyone else and never examining himself, herself, to say, what must I do to serve the Lord, rather than thinking everyone else is there to serve them. And it's wrong for leaders. It's wrong for a congregation. It's wrong for spouses. It's wrong for parents. It's wrong for children. It's wrong for people on the job. It's wrong for neighbors. It's just plain wrong. Sometimes I wince at the thought, because the Rehoboam mentality has a certain way of interacting with Scripture. And sometimes I wince at the thought that there are those that might be out there that hear a sermon on the radio and immediately apply the teaching, the correction, the rebuke from the Scripture to all those around them and never say, have I ever done that? 
to use it as a way to legitimize themselves by the irresponsibility of others and what others have failed to do, but never hearing what the Holy Spirit is telling them to do as though they have no responsibility before God. And I'm sure we've all seen this. People that you, you're trying to help them, you read a scripture, and they say, that scripture's good. I know someone that's done that. And never take it to heart themselves. Why? Well, I have no responsibility. What does Rehoboam have to do? He's king. Human nature says, hey, I'm king. What are you going to do for me? Because I'm king. I don't have to do anything for you. And those that hear scripture with a Rehoboam mentality always somehow have a way of twisting the scripture to apply to everyone else except themselves, because they're so great. When we hear a sermon, we should apply the teaching first to ourselves, take the plank out of our own eye, and not just seek to justify ourselves by applying that scripture to everyone else. Join Pastor Greg Scalzo on the web. On the Shi'ar Jeshub website, you will find information about Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, as well as an archive of our radio programs with in-depth Bible teaching and preaching. The address is www.shiarjeshub.org. And can I ask you to pray about supporting this ministry? Our address is Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.